Hello, and welcome to the Christ Church Cathedral Podcast. This is the sermon from our past Sunday, recorded live from the cathedral. We hope these words will really speak to your heart and mind. Back in 1925, Pope Pius IX wanted to draw a line in the sand. Mussolini and the fascists had been in power in the Pope's native Italy for three years. Hitler had just penned Mein Kampf, and support for his fledgling Nazi party in Germany was growing. The Communist Party were established in Russia, threatening the stability of some European governments. And so it was into this morass of dictatorships and totalitarian regimes that the Pope had the temerity to declare that Christ was king. And I quote, When once people recognize both in private and in public life that Christ is king, society will at least receive the great blessings of real liberty, well-ordered discipline, and peace and harmony. That these blessings may be abundant and lasting in Christian society, it is necessary that the kingship of our Savior should be as widely as possible recognized and understood. And so was birthed today's festival, the reign of Christ or Christ the King. It's the concluding Sunday in the church year, one on which we proclaim Jesus' ultimate triumph, his eternal kingship, his undisputed reign over all of creation. Next Sunday, of course, the church year begins afresh with the first Sunday of Advent, the season in which we prepare both for Jesus' first coming as a baby born in a feed trough and his second coming when God will be all in all. There's a Latin phrase associated with this Sunday. Christos vancet, Christos regnet, Christos imperat. Christ conquers, Christ reigns, Christ rules. So today, We look beyond the eschaton, beyond the end times, to the majestic fulfillment of God's reign when, as we sing on occasion, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. So, if that is the case, what's with the reading from Luke? Why on this Sunday of all Sundays do we get to hear about Christ's crucifixion? And we're months away from Good Friday. In fact, this is one of the only Sundays in the church year outside of Holy Week when we listen again to Christ's passion. On the face of it, not a, not a scene of glorious victory, but of abject humiliation and crashing failure. 
to the framers of our lectionary slipper cog in selecting this gospel? Sure, we read this morning that Pilate stuck up the sign, this is the king of the Jews. You know why he likely did that, huh? It names the charge for which Jesus had been executed. The claim to be king is an act of sedition, revolt against the brutal Roman regime. Only there was likely more going on in Pilate's mind. Ancient historians write of Pilate's disdain for the Jewish people, those whom he governed. So putting up the sign, this is the king of the Jews, was Pilate's way of rubbing shame. The shame of Jesus' torture and execution in their faces. Is this the best you can come up with as your king? You losers get what you deserve. Pilate's mocking the Jews and their hopes of a Messiah. This is hardly a story of glory. So why then? Why then this account of Jesus' execution on the festival of the reign of Christ, Christ the King? You may have heard of the term paradox. Most of you heard of the term paradox? But here's what a paradox is not. I recall several years ago a presenter at a conference telling us that he had just completed his second doctorate. His family had made some crack about now having a paradox. A pair of docs. Yeah, I guess you had to be there. So a, a, a paradox is not a pair of dogs. As you probably know, it's something which seems self-contradictory or absurd on the face of it, but which in reality expresses a deeper truth. It's a word which we as Christians do well to get used to. Because our faith is shot through with paradox. Joy and suffering, hope and despair, life and death. And at the heart of our faith is this central paradox that it's on the cross where Jesus is at his most vulnerable and most defiled that God reveals Christ's true kingship and ultimate glory. Paradox. And so the church speaks of the Christ as one who reigns from the tree. Many, many early pictures of the crucifixion don't show the sagging, lifeless body of Christ we see on Roman crucifixes today. They show him dressed as priest and king, very much alive and majestic, a victor and not a victim. In fact, it's supremely from the cross that Christ exercises his royal authority. Paradox. It's what Sidney Carter's beloved hymn, Lord of the Dance, captures so well. 
Even in the darkest moments of his suffering and death, Jesus still dances as the Lord of all life. They buried my body and they thought I'd gone. But I am the dance and I still go on. They cut me down and I leapt up high. I am the life that will never, never die. Paradox. All of which puts a pretty powerful question to us. The question that Jesus puts to us from the cross. And that question is, what kind of ruler do you want? What kind of monarch are you looking for? That was the implicit question put recently to our neighbours south of the border during the midterms. What kind of leader do you want? Seems that tackling inflation and restoring abortion rights most resonated with US voters. A better tomorrow. What kind of ruler do you want? Now, I can't answer that question for you this morning, but what I can do is to point to some of the contours of the kind of reign that Jesus offers. Offers from the cross. One of the reasons that Jesus ends up on the cross is because the kingship he is offering is so much at odds with the kingship people are looking for. One who is powerful. One who can save himself and others. One who gets revenge on his and their enemies. Perhaps the answer that folk gave in Jesus' day is not a whole lot different to the answer most of us would give today. Only Jesus straight out refuses to give people what they're looking for. As David Lowe's points out, he doesn't come in power. He comes in abject vulnerability. He doesn't seek revenge on those who crucify him. He offers forgiveness. He doesn't get down from the cross to prove his kingship. He chooses to stay up on that instrument of humiliation and torture. In solidarity with people throughout history. Who suffer unjustly. What kind of king do you want? And Christ doesn't promise us a better tomorrow as candidates in the midterms, as for that matter in any election, are wont to do. What Christ the King offers us is a better today. Did you pick up on that? Listen to how Jesus responds when one of the two men crucified with him implores, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus doesn't tell him that he will enter God's nearer presence at some later date. He doesn't promise him a better tomorrow. No, Jesus assures him today. 
Today you will be with me in paradise. In Christ it's not about tomorrow. It's about today. You know, one of the criticisms of the Christian faith is that it supposedly teaches us to put up with the struggles and challenges in our daily lives simply because we're focused on a better and brighter future down the track. Jesus is not making some vague promises about a tomorrow that might never come. Jesus says to us this morning, today, he directs our attention to this very moment, promising us that those who believe him, who recognizes God's love and grace, revealed not in power and vengeance, but in vulnerability and forgiveness, will experience God's transforming presence right here and right now. Today. To conclude, uh, Jesus puts this question to each of us this morning from the cross. What kind of ruler do you want? And this is the paradox that lies at the heart of the Christian faith. That it's on the cross. In Jesus' vulnerability, humiliation, and abject failure, that we see the reign of Christ most fully revealed. And Jesus reminds us that far from promising us a better future, He restores us, restores you and me today. He meets us in our vulnerability. Forgives us whatever we've done or haven't done. And sets us free to stand with those in need around us. Advocating for their welfare. Demanding their just treatment. And seeing in them the very presence of the living God. The reign of Christ may not be the reign we want but I venture to suggest it's the reign we need in the name of God creator, redeemer and sanctifier Thanks for listening This podcast is a production of Christ Church Cathedral Audio editing and original theme by Eduardo Farias We hope you join us again soon. Have a blessed day.